0: like having that like was it a family background was it your dad your mom like what pushed you into motorsport early on in your career
1: I think you know it, it's funny my dad was was kind of casually interested in racing what is that he was super passionate about it? a lot of people grow up and like their parents a lot of people in the sport their parents were in it right but uh actually I think it caught my mom by surprise that I got into it but I I don't know i Childhood memories of going over and, you know, sneaking in and watching race cars and motorsports probably part of it, but I, I was into production cars, sports cars when I was like, when I was 10, I think I'd, all I wanted to do was design sports cars, you know, and then probably by the time I was about 13 or so, 14 maybe, I was pretty uh, firmly in motor racing.
0: Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Track Limits Podcast presented by Formula Addict. I'm your host Swish, I'm with my co-hosts Henny and Mikey. And today we're in St. Petersburg, not Russia, not Russia, St. Petersburg, (laughs) Florida. And we're here for the Indy race, the first of the first of the season, which we're really excited about. And we're also here with a fellow Canadian, Woo. a person <laughs> who uh, has helped Red Bull go from seventh in the constructors to four world championships, over 50 Grand Prix wins. Now, as part of Arrow McLaren, welcome Gavin Ward. Whoa, welcome, welcome. Thanks, thanks for having
1: me. How you doing? Yeah, great. Yeah, a little bit Are nervous. You yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, you know. Yeah. Yes. No, we're good. Oh, good, good, good. <laughs> it's That's all good. Great. No, it's happy to be here. Amazing. Some fellow Canadians. Yes.
0: yes. We're super excited. We appreciate you making the time. Throughout this interview, we're going to go through a couple of questions that are going to be focused towards racing-related questions, but also a little bit more personal rapid-fire questions. So uh, we're very excited to, to start off. I think the first question we ask every guest is, describe your career for us in one minute. It can be a little bit tough. You've done quite a bit, but in one minute, how would you describe some of the core accomplishments you're proud about?
1: Um, Yeah, I mean, I've just i been lucky to live the dream, to be honest, since I I wanted to work in racing since I was a little kid. So I, I chased that dream, you know, started out doing all kinds of kind of whatever I could do growing up in Toronto and had a bit of exposure at Mossport, Canadian Tire Motorsport Park, and volunteered a bit in racing when I was in high school. Made the leap when I finished high school to to move to england went did an engineering degree over there managed to land a placement um with red bull racing in its first year after being bought uh from uh Jag- jaguar mm-hmm. which was crazy and then uh the next thing you know you know i i spent uh, 12 years working with them yeah went from seventh place constructor to uh and nine of those years track side with them won- winning four championships three monaco grand prix and yeah 50 races and then did a bit of work in aero uh, on their si- on that side. Decided I missed the racetrack. Was looking for a bit of a return maybe to um, more of the racing I kind of grew up with. Yeah, so okay. made the leap over to IndyCar. Went to Penske. Kind of, again, just pinched me kind of moment where I looked for opportunities in IndyCar. And I had the opportunity to go race engineer Joseph Newgarden defending IndyCar champ. And was like, well, I can't turn it and <laughs> <on." laughs> no, It's amazing. Yeah. Um, and uh, shadowed kind of a... For a year in that role, and then took over, won a championship with him, had a couple of great years at Penske, and jumped over to McLaren. Now we're we're uh, now you know leading the team here and trying to trying to do something pretty special, incredible.
0: And then what first <laughs> drew you to motorsport? Like I know you talked about you know going to Canadian Tire Park and like having that. Like was it a family background? Was it your dad, your mom? Like what pushed you into motorsport early on in your career?
1: I think you know it, it's funny. My dad was was kind of casually interested in racing what is that he was super passionate about it. a lot of people grow up and like their parents a lot of people in the sport Style their high parents high were in it right but uh actually i think it caught my mom by surprise that i got into it but i i don't know I, childhood memories of going over and you know sneaking in and watching race cars and motorsports probably part of it but I, I was into production cars sports cars when i was mm-hmm. like when i was 10 i think I'd, all i wanted to do was design sports cars you know and then probably but, by the time I was about 13 or so, 14, maybe, I was pretty f- uh, firmly in mo- motor racing. Um, so, yeah, that's, yeah. I think my mom was like, when I would be waking up at odd hours in the morning to watch Formula One races, she's like, What's Formula One? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then it was like, Go to well, bed. It's like, <laughs> I, want to, I want to move to England <laughs> yeah. to go, like, Do you this. know, to work in Formula One. Yeah. And yeah. she's like, Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I knew we shouldn't have had cable.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, you grew uh, like when you got your internship for Red Bull, you know, grew up the ranks really quickly. What was Mm -hmm. that experience like for you? I mean, it's crazy. It's one of those things. It's like a combination of
1: like hard work and, uh, you know, dedication, but really a lot of good fortune. You know, it's like timing. Mm -hmm. It would never happen. Like what, what happened with me at, at Red Bull was kind of ridiculous for one the placement a year-long internship i did there we did two years of university and then you get an option to go spend a whole year in industry basically and i I took that and i actually had uh, a champ car uh internship lined up yeah with a team called uh it was it was it was a startup champ car team and they were gonna they were actually canadian Uh but they lost funding like pretty much right away right and so that was looking pretty dicey and very late i was like studying for my exams at the end of the year and i got a call from red bull thinking that that like i applied to them i don't know seven months earlier or something thinking that was dead in the water a long yeah. time ago and they're like can you come for an interview i was like well i'm flying home to toronto in four days <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you're like yeah can you make it i'm home on tuesday can you make it monday <laughs> like, they're like yeah sure so i went there did an interview um and uh yeah they're like, "Well." Just, you know, I'm like, I'm flying home because be st- I-, I was still going to work with this team, even though they were kind of um, they were still running Formula BMW and mm-hmm. uh, some of this stuff. And like, well, if you can just hold them off for a few days, we'll give you an answer. I'm like, I flew back to Canada, got yep. a phone call like the day after I got back. So like, you got a job. Woo! Oh, so I was like, that. All right, I guess I'm going back to England. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, you know, like, as you said, to go like, started in that job and six months into it. Well, the, the thing is, Red Bull now compared to Red Bull then are like mm-hmm. two different places. Oh, right? yeah. Mm-hmm. This was the first year. We had a revolving door, senior management. We had turnover in spades. So it was kind of this ridiculous situation where I was in R&D. My boss, actually my original boss quit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then his boss became my boss. Yeah. He also ran the control systems department. At that point, we had trash control in these cars. Yeah, yeah. We were developing the first engine shift gearboxes, all kinds of like electronic goodies mm-hmm. compared to you know where they've gone now. But you had a lot of people working on that and he was also in charge of that we had a, someone quit someone retire someone get promoted Is like i got asked six months into the placement do you want to be a track side you know test team control suspension like yes
2: yeah, 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 amazing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, this is ridiculous yeah, and yeah
1: i did like a couple tests of that preseason. um that was the rb2 it was the second red bull car it was a bit of a disaster yeah <laughs> but, uh-huh. <laughs> but and uh wasn't very reliable, had lots of issues, but anyways, I mean, thrown into it. And then basically, at the first race of the year, one of the race team control system engineers resigned. Mm. Uh, my boss called me from Australia, he's like, We want you to come racing, like, become racing from like the first European race of the year, which is Imola. Mm. And I was like, Sure, yeah, Next, next thing you know, I'm like, I'm doing all the races, all the tests as the only full time control system engineer, uh, track <laughs> like control system engineer for Red Bull just because of like the, the sheer turnover mm-hmm. of it all. You'd be on the road for three weeks at a time. We were doing a shakedown every week, we're trying to develop Vincent Shift gearboxes or like and I I mean, honestly it was completely dropped in it. But yeah. like who gets that opportunity? You oh, know what yeah. I mean? That's like true. now people would work Yeah five, year, year, five years, years, years to try and yeah. get on the road.
0: Yeah. Not so. to mention you got to work with some great drivers like Mark Webber, Debra Coulthard, Danny Rick.
2: Yeah uh, who else? Vettel actually, you worked with Vettel as well. Yeah. Yeah. Out of all those, who stood out? Like who's who's the lasting oh. memory?
1: I mean, it's funny I think I had the closest relationship with Mark Weber out of all those um you know I was his control system engineer for a number of years and then I was control system engineer on both cars with him and Vettel and then I was then I moved to being performance engineer assistant race engineer or whatever on uh, on Weber's car and uh we worked really close together and and you know had a great working relationship so probably probably Mark yeah. although yeah. I kind of very fond of them all to be honest yeah you know um, was
0: there anyone like because to set up the care for them on a race weekend was it hard to manage expectations or or manage what they wanted out of care and and actually make
1: it work yeah you know i think every driver is different mm-hmm. and i think mm-hmm. um i'm a believer that there is no one uh correct driving style i think you know every driver comes and i think this is the same almost all sport but people come with their own sort of strengths and weaknesses built in, and they've, they've naturally kind of evolved to a style that usually works for them, I mean, mm-hmm. especially when you're talking with people who've got to such a high level. It makes
0: them unique as well as a driving style. That's what fans want to watch. Like.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I think, you know, there's as many driving styles as there are drivers, so mm-hmm. they, they all need something a little different, and it's kind of your job to figure that out, you know, and, and a little bit of nudging as well. Like, sometimes that style won't be a fit for a sequence of corners or Mm it won't be a fit for the way the tires are working on this weekend and and you you, then it's about like well how do i get the driver to kind of come a little bit out of that yep their natural instinct without losing because i think to perform at the the very highest you have to be doing that very subconsciously Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. like very naturally Mm -hmm. so the more that you try and change a driver like the more you can actually make them act like a beginner yeah yeah Yeah. you You have to relearn
0: yeah 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 i was gonna say like how do you balance the need then as an engineer for you know when you're talking to your drivers and they're pushing for like speed and performance but you're also like wait durability reliability that's also something you have to balance how do you make that balance as as an engineer
1: yeah you know i think you can't be overly greedy sometimes um whether it is a a part that's not proven out i think when you're when you're dealing with high high level motorsport like you the truth is you can be prepared enough with new parts that you show up and throw them on the car and you're like that should work Mm -hmm. you know and or you should know it's not going to work so Mm -hmm. almost like if you're doing it right that works already done yeah you know what i mean though i've seen it not done yeah (laughs) (laughs) uh and you know nothing's perfect there's always going to be you know things you don't quite expect um but then there's also like performance over one lap versus tire durability and, mm-hmm. and things like that. And those are, those. that's a whole nother sort of kettle fish. But yeah, there's, you got to work with drivers on that a bit more.
2: And and what, what does your race weekend now that you're in Indy look like? You know, what's the processes you guys go into coming on Thursday until the end of Sunday?
1: So an Indy car. Yeah. I mean, so today we'll have, um, we'll, we'll walk the track, mm-hmm. particularly important on street circuits, um, you know, permanent track. Not lot's changed usually so but you'll, you'll still go just remind yourself and it's a good time for drivers and engineers to kind of get some time just to review their the pre-event material and you usually will prepare quite a lot of notes about reviewing how we did last year changes coming in any new parts developments etc um today we'll we'll get the team the whole team engineering group together with the drivers and, and do a bit of a quick uh review of run plans make sure we kind of divvy up anything we need to cover as a team amongst us and um you know, apart from that, uh, that's most of the work today. Cars yep. the, mechanics wise, they'll get the cars their sort of final setup uh ready to go. Or they'll get get them unpacked today. Tomorrow we'll do that. Um tomorrow we come in, they'll run the cars through tech, uh, do the last setup on the cars, and then we'll get a we get a practice session. That's our first go on track. Mm-hmm. Um again, one thing you get with street circuits particularly, but um and it depends a little bit on the schedule, is the track evolves a lot, yep. so yeah, you know, yeah. we're getting, you're putting a lot of rubber down as, as as cars run. So what we get tomorrow afternoons likely to not really be what matters. Get come on. qualifying and then race, mm-hmm. uh, but you kind of want to evolve your setup with with the way the track's going. With that
0: in mind, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah.
1: Um, but also, you, you work work with the drivers on on. Um, you know, we have we've got a lot of stuff. In tr- we've got tons of data on these cars, so you're reviewing teammate data, but then we've also got video competitor uh, analysis where we'll be trying to see, okay, we're weak, all our cars are weak versus a team here mm-hmm. or this driver here, what are they doing? You know, you're trying to like, and it's, it's a bit of like, I said, I described to someone today, it's like, you almost got to be a detective on it. Yeah, <laughs> right. You got like, right. It's a, it's a bit of sleuthery. It's like you got all this different data available to you, whether it's video, whether it's video from like the TV feed, whether it's onboard video, whether it's data you gather, whether it's some of the telemetry that's shared amongst all the mm-hmm. teams. Mm-hmm. And it's your job to kind of like, and then all the timing data that you've got shows you where you're quick, slow, yep. you know, yep. like figure out how to, get be- how to get better, basically. Piece it all together. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Makes sense. Yeah.
0: Last question though, before we jump to the rapid fire round. Yeah. This is actually kind of almost a rapid fire question, but what is the biggest difference between F1 and Indy in your opinion, from, from your vantage point?
1: I mean, this is, um, and it's just so much tighter so much tighter i mean i think if you want to be a race engineer in motorsport um there's no better series for it because you know the ability to like design your way into a better race car it does exist mm-hmm. like we, we do a lot like i think it's a little misnomer actually what they say about indycar being a spec series because the amount of R and D that top teams are doing is massive. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, it's almost like an untold story, mm-hmm. you know, but we've been busting our balls all off yeah. trying, to, <laughs> trying to find, you know, a couple tenths of lap time. Yeah. But that yep. couple tenths of lap time can move you from middle, mid pack to the yep. front, front here. Mm. In F1, mm. you know, mm. you're talking about there's a second between, yep. sometimes yeah. there's eight tenths of a second between teammates, yeah. right? Yeah. And like yep. that'll put you from right at the top to right at the back mm-hmm. in IndyCar. So mm. the, 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 the competition level, the ability to like, you're, you're trying to get, your driver performing at his best giving you a car that it works as natural as possible with him mm-hmm. and it's just it's a much bigger deal f1 is more about the design development race mm-hmm. you know and i said we, we do that here but it's the cars are a lot less adjustable mm. you know whereas like we'll be playing around with umpteen different suspension geometries with you know um you know, all, all these different ways to cater a car to, to a driver and F1, a lot more of it's like that's the one suspension geometry designed for the year. If yeah, you know, <laughs> if your driver doesn't like it yeah, yeah, yeah. too bad. Too bad. <laughs> <You gotta laughs> adapt, well, like we can maybe try it, it next year, but yeah. we probably can't even test it, right? Uh, you yeah. can test it on a simulator, and maybe that's not right, mm-hmm. you know. So, mm-hmm. anyways, that's a long answer for the question. No, that was good. Love it. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, that is all the general questions. We're going to get into the rapid fire round in a second. <laughs> Welcome back, guys, to the Track Limits podcast. We are now getting into the rapid-fire round with Gavin. Gavin, you nervous? Ah, uh, terrified. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Perfect. Well, we're going to kick the high, off. This is the most yeah. high-pressure situation of my entire life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not even a race. <laughs> this is going to be
0: the most high-pressure during yeah. the entire week, trust me. But first question right away, rapid answers, full of fire, hopefully. If you could choose any driver, living or dead, to work with as a race engineer, who would it be and why?
1: oh Gioveneuf. Okay. I love Although Gillenouf. he probably <laughs> didn't care too much for his race. Yeah. Is yeah, <laughs> like, Canadian? <laughs> yeah, like Canadian. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's a badass. I mean, yeah, come on. Yeah. yeah, yeah but weird, I'm, weird. I'm guessing he'd be probably call me an idiot. That's
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I'm on it. Oh, my God. Yeah, as long as he's getting wins, <laughs> hey. <Yeah. laughs> um, funniest moment you've ever had on a race weekend mm. or embarrassing moment. Mm. Let's hear that. Oh.
1: Mm. Funniest moment on a race weekend. I mean... Istanbul one year we got a red flag when there's a bunch uh, some stray dogs went on the track, I think it was. <laughs> was it Istanbul or India? I think it was I think it was Istanbul, yeah. And uh at Red Bull one of the one of the things I love and we're working on bringing this here, but anyways, nice. that's yeah. the that's 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 uh-huh. top, top secret. Right. But yeah. Yeah. We had like a pretty great uh, speaker system in the in the garage, and uh, some some mechanic like anybody could go on and like play whatever one. Oh, like so. down for a red red flag the yeah. dogs in the track, if someone puts on like who let the dog go, <laughs> oh, <laughs> like blared, and I was like oh, that was that was pretty funny. <laughs> oh, that the boat race when we were in yeah. LA yeah. and yeah. Uh, yeah. at uh, Japan, that was a good one. Yeah. Anyways, that, wow.
0: Uh next one. You can only pick one food for the rest of your life. What's it gonna be?
1: Sushi. Okay. Oh,
0: that's cool. Yep. Good. If you could switch <laughs> lives Yeah, that was a quick one. If you could switch lives with anybody, who would it be and what would you do?
1: Probably switch lives with my dog. Oh, <laughs> dog <laughs> be and what would life. you do? I, have, <laughs> I have a dog. His name is Bert. Yeah. And he is just he's pure Zen. Yep. And uh and you know, I think a sunny day. Just being Bert hanging out in the sun. Love that. What could Atta be boy. better? Yeah, yeah. Seriously, that's the life. Give Gavin some pants. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: Oh my god. Next question. Guilty pleasure TV show that you watch.
1: So Come on. I do have a guilt guilty <laughs> uh, I, I I quite like true crime. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. So and but like old school true crime, like yeah. oh, old okay, right. forensic files, that's probably oh. it. Or even oh, if, if you really know yeah. about forensic files before forensic files was forensic files, it was called medical detectives. Oh man, God. this is like proper we'll 90s, early yeah. 90s retro. Yeah, yeah, that'd be it. That'd be right. it. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> mysterious. Yeah,
0: you need to put up a link. For, yeah. uh, big, uh, one superpower and why?
1: Oh man. That is, uh, that is a tough one. That is a superpower? I think if I could nap on demand, <laughs> that would be great. On if I plane? could just be like, I got five minutes, and I'm gonna and get some sleep. Yeah. I don't give you enough for the whole day. One yeah. Of those. yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. Exactly. Uh, if I could do that, just yeah. have like instant restful sleep. Yep. I mean, I think Zach Brown's got that. I don't understand how, how else he can have as much energy as he's got, but I think yeah. he's got that. But anyways, <laughs> I, I want it. Fantastic. <laughs> Fantastic. We want it too. Yeah.
0: This is a good one. What's the craziest idea you've ever had to improve a car, even if it wasn't practical or realistic? I've had a lot.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> A lot of terrible ideas. I think one of the great things about race engineering is that you can have a brilliant idea mm-hmm. it on track and it's, Absolutely horrendous. And yeah. you'd be like, all right, do the opposite. Yeah. And then, you, then, you, then you're like, nail it. You're like, all right, sweet. It actually doesn't matter. Nice, <laughs> nice, Don't nice. Tell anybody. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll just start, start the that out. Way. Way, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but if you want, like, I had this wacky idea when I was at Red Bull that was like, I want to put the roll, this is a big geekery, but the roll axis of the car higher than the center gravity so that the car would, like, roll into the corners yeah, yeah, rather yeah. like, roll out of the uh, corners yeah, yeah. and, like, okay. self camber. Compensate oh. and like, wow, and that didn't work. Well, no, yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> like,
1: it was, like you pick holes in a lot of ways, yeah. right? I think people still make fun of it, Red Bull, but that's okay, yeah, yeah <laughs> that's okay, you know. It's like sometimes you got to be brave enough to admit an idea, and like, I don't really understand if this makes sense, yeah. yeah, but I'm gonna try. But what do you think? Like, just some of the best ideas, <laughs> remember Mercedes with the push in, push out, oh, yeah, the,
0: the, the dash, exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah, somebody
1: yeah. would have said that at one point, point. So I'm sure people were like. Yeah, get to
0: that,
2: that. and then he's gonna pull the steering wheel. out <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I love that. Uh, next question. Let's talk about predictions for the Indy season. Yeah, what, what you got? Oh man, Aaron McLaren one two three. There you go. <laughs> there you
1: go. I didn't see that one coming. No, out. <laughs> yeah. Bold. honestly, it's it's that would be awesome. Yeah, that's all, we're our racers. Obviously, that's what we want. But uh, you know, it's it it's not to be understated. Like someone was saying the other day, like. Ganassi and uh Penske won every championship since what since Ryan under did it with it and ready. And if you go back if you take those three teams, like mm-hmm. how long has it been since the team that wasn't one of those three? And it's twenty years. Yeah. yeah. So there's it's a big challenge to get there, but um that's what we're going for. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's good. That's the yeah. goal. You gotta have that goal. Yeah. Um <laughs> prediction for F
0: one
2: season. Give me mm. your top three constructors. Uh, mm. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, I can't. So. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean,
1: the truth is, I don't, I don't follow it as close yeah. as yeah. I used yeah. to okay. anymore. You know, I'm interested from from the greater McLaren racing family side of it, but yeah. uh, tough testing though. But wow. uh, right. well, yeah, I think yeah. you know, testing's, testing. testing's yeah. testing. Onwards and upwards, I'm sure. Correct. Lots, lots coming on on there. You yeah. know, they they're they're going to be a, a top four. I know, and I think they can do that. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. there um, you go. But That's yeah. Cool. yeah. I just I just sit back and watch the show now, yeah. you know, enjoy it. It's yeah. kind of like I, you know, a lot of people over there, so it's always like, I've always got someone to, to text, yeah, be like, well done, or yep. I'm I'm a, yeah, what's the inside scoop? I mean, what the hell did you do there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it's I'm not pick favorites. Awesome. Nice. <laughs> final nice.
0: final question: You're writing an autobiography about yourself. Okay, you have to pick one of these titles that best resonates with you: The Daredevil the dream catcher, the hardest worker, the free spirit.
2: Or the pug. Or the pug. <laughs> <laughs> so you gotta got tell me that again. Sorry. God <laughs> damn it. <laughs> <laughs> you know? The daredevil, the
0: free spirit, the hardest worker, or the dream catcher.
2: Or the napper. Hmm. Superpower.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Don't distract him. I think you meant free spirit in a way. Nice. Yeah probably go for that you know honestly could could like grab a bits of of, of a few of those Mm -hmm. mixture but yeah but yeah we're gonna pick one why not kind of just want to spirit kind of how i ended up in in indycar to be honest is like i'd done my i had that run in f1 i loved it and uh um wouldn't have changed it at all but at the same time it's like i always loved all kinds of racing yeah you know i i won't lie to you i've got it I've got a long, this is a long-term plan, Mm -hmm. but a long-term goal is I'd love to win the Triple Crown. Oh. So. Let's go. I've been fortunate enough to be a part of three Monaco uh, wins. Played my little bit and two Penske wins. Mm -hmm. Hoping to get Two more here. Yep. And then someday maybe we'll go have a crack at Le Mans.
2: But yeah. Oh, yeah, he's He's said it yeah. on the track limit. I I that's it's, it. We are manifesting it right now. Yeah. It's going to happen. And looking at your
0: career, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if you actually did it. Yeah.
1: We'll give it a go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, <laughs> we'll see what happens. Awesome.
0: Well, thank you so much for coming on, Anything? Gavin. Thanks where can people me. find you on social media if they want to follow you and stay along? for the
1: uh, I'm on Twitter, uh, at GWRacer. Um that's about all I do, really. No
0: TikTok dances yet? No. Aww. No. <laughs> no. am not
1: going work on it. Make well, one for nice. Bert. Get Bert on that. Yeah. yeah. Chad <Challenge> would <laughs> do well. need a Bert fan account. Yep. We could use that, yeah. Awesome. Well, thank
0: you again. Guys, if you enjoyed this episode, please go and check out our other, other episodes on tracklimitspod.com. Give us a follow on social media, and we will see you guys at the next episode.